Welcome, friends and patriots, to this abbreviated podcast. I hope everyone is enjoying your summer and resting up for the work ahead, because there is plenty for us to work on. Restore Liberty will be starting up Season 2 on August 9th, but so much has been happening in the past couple of weeks that I just wanted to point out the enormous attacks on liberty that are becoming more frequent and more severe. We need to be ready, and we need to start addressing some of this right now, because... By September, October, November, we may not have a country at all left at this current rate. First of all, I want to thank the more than 200 people that showed up for our first rally, where speakers Josh Mandel and Dr. Douglas Frank uh, spoke about what's going on. Uh, Dr. Frank talked about his analysis of the election and why he's been able to prove that so much of it was uh, fake or phantom voters and uh, his ongoing effort to, to address that. Uh, Josh, of course, was uh, his self, a very principled guy, did a great presentation. Um, it was a very diverse group. We had some young people. We had some uh, more diverse in age and ethnic backgrounds. So it is very encouraging from that perspective. We, we've got something to look forward to. We need to keep it rolling. Uh, our second rally, we're still trying to put that together. It's currently been rescheduled for September 2nd. The guest speaker will be Vivek Ramaswamy, author of Woke Inc. Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam. Uh, this rally is our end of summer kickoff to, to getting more involved and stopping you know, the communist takeover of our country. We need to get ready for the school board races, the township races, and we must be prepared for the all important primaries at the beginning of 2022. It's going to be extremely important and I think Vivek's going to do a great job of giving you some background on what it is we can do, what it is he's doing, and how we address some of that. Uh, also want to report one small victory. The provisions of the Parents' Right to Know Act, which was Ohio House Bill 240, were added to the biennium budget and were not vetoed by Dictator DeWine. Unfortunately, the GOP wimps were not able to pass the full bill in normal legislative fashion, so... They were able to get most of the content of the Parents' Right to Know Act into the budget, and it's now part of the law. Uh, but we need to increase our pressure on these political hacks to do their job, to do what we're being you know, told to do to address some of these concerns. And that brings us right up to House Bill 248, the Vaccine Choice and Anti-Discrimination Act. It is still stuck in committee. They are now on summer break, so nothing is going to happen for a while. And Scott Lips, the so-called Republican chairman, is holding this bill from going to a vote on the floor. So here's what we need to do. Scott Lips, supposedly a Republican, but we know how that works. His phone number is 614-644-6023. Call him. Tell him why you believe that it is your personal right to choose whether or not to get the vaccine, and no one else has a say in that or can demand that you do it in order to participate in any other activity. That's all this is about. It's health choice. Um, we should not be forced to get an experimental vaccine against a disease that you know basically only affects one in a thousand. It's, it's absolutely ludicrous. Scott Lips, 614-644-6023. Hit him on the voicemail. Call him daily. I mean, let's just fill up his box. We can go after his email. His email is rep62 at ohiohouse.gov. That's rep62 at ohiohouse.gov. Fill his inbox. This guy needs to understand that 
Our health is our concern, not his. No one else has a say in what's going on. This is the most personal of personal liberty issues I can think of. And the so-called conservatives in the legislature are not listening to us. We must speak out. Please do it now. Again, that phone number is 614-644-6023. And his email is rep62 at ohiohouse.gov. So what's going on on the national scale? Uh, First item from two weeks ago, July 4th. The administration has announced that they are basically handing Afghanistan Afghanistan back to the Taliban. I mean, they didn't word it that way, but it's pretty clearly admitted that that is exactly what's going to happen. So here's a clip of when uh, our foe commander-in-chief was asked about, are you concerned about the Afghan, Afghan government failing? Here was his response. Are you worried that the Afghan government might fall? I mean, we are hearing about the Taliban is taking more and more districts. Look, we're in that war for 20 years. 20 years. Sir, there follow is, on that on Afghanistan. Uh, I want to talk about happy things, man. <laughs> I'm not going to answer any more questions on Afghanistan. Look, it's 4th of July. I'm concerned that you guys are asking me questions that I'll answer next week, but I'm, this is a holiday weekend. I'm going to celebrate it. There's great things happening. Yep, that was him. Yep. We've been there 20 years. It's time to get out of there. So basically, after 20 years of fighting the Taliban, trying to get, you know, a decent government in place that has the strength to stay in place, uh, we're just going to abandon them and let everything go back to the way it was 20 years ago. Unbelievable. And to make matters worse, so here's how he responded earlier in that press conference when he was asked about why are we in Afghanistan? What is it we were trying to do there? Here's how he answered. We went for two reasons. One, to bring Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell. Yeah, that's right, folks. That's not an edited clip. It took him five full seconds of silence to remember that the reason we went to Afghanistan was because of 9-11 and Osama bin Laden. Five seconds. That's a long brain fart in anybody's book. Holy cow. Clearly, Dementia Joe is not in command of his own faculties, much less in control of the White House. And he's clearly not the one directing government, which begs the question, who is in charge? It's not Joe Biden. And I really can't believe that it's VP Kamala Harris. She's almost as mentally handicapped as Uncle Joe. So serious question, who is steering the United States of America? It's no one that was elected, that's for sure. Uh, No one in the current White House has, has a clue what's going on. I mean, Joe wanders off script, wanders when he's left alone to walk. They gotta get his wife or a nurse or somebody to come and grab him. The guy's not there. So who is running the country? I I think that's a fair question and and nobody's asking that. I have seen nothing anywhere. So so that's the big one. On 4th of July, we're talking about how we're just gonna get out of the war in Afghanistan, which hasn't been much of a war. The number of US military personnel that have died in the last years is in the single digits. So, I mean, it's not like it was costing billions and, and thousands of lives. It was costing single digit lives, which is a tragedy, but I mean, Come on, let's get real. Um, The other big news that happened last week 
was they announced the June price increase. So this is from CNBC.com, not exactly a conservative outlet. So uh, I have no reason to question these. I'm sure they can be found at other websites, but from CNBC, the inflation climbed higher than expected in June as price index rose 5.4%. That is the biggest jump since August of 2008. The previous one, we, we've had these record increases for three months in a row now. Core inflation, so when they take out the big volatile stuff, is still up 4.5%. That is the largest move of core inflation since September of 1991. We are in record territory. The trillions of dollars being spent are driving the economy crazy. A separate report from the Labor De Department's Bureau of Labor Statistics noted that the big monthly height and consumer prices translated into negative wages for workers. Real hourly earnings fell a half percent for the month. As a 0.3% a increase in average earnings was more than negated by the CPI in increase. In other words, uh, you may have got a little bit more money in your paycheck last month, but it was totally eaten up by inflation. And there seems to be no end in sight. The Democrats slash communists are, are getting ready to pass a, a $3.5 trillion spending package and a separate $1 trillion, more or less, um, in, quote, infrastructure package. The spending's out of control, and, and they don't even pretend that they're going to pay for it somehow. Yet, they're going to try and slam this through. So the big story this week was all about voter suppression. So, you know, Texas, they, they've been picking on Atlanta. The DOJ is going to go after um, Georgia for their changes in the voting rules. Uh, now Texas is going to pass some new rules, which basically say, you know, you got to have some form of ID even to vote by absentee, which, of course, destroys the, the Democrats' plan to have, you know, unnamed, unidentified voters in every election from now on. So the Texas Democrats, rather than, you know, debate the merits of the laws that were being proposed in Texas, they got on a private jet and flew to D.C. so that they denied a quorum, which means they can't do any business in the Texas legislature until the Democrats decide to come back from their party in D.C. So they literally brought the Texas government to a halt by getting on an airplane without masks, of course, because that's just for the little people. Uh, they got on an airplane, went to D.C., where they're praised as heroes. Like, you know, they just stormed Normandy's beach or something. And it, it, it's being held out as these are the real warriors for democracy because they're stopping the Jim Crow laws. Absolutely crazy. I mean, this isn't even close to Jim Crow. Uh, and by the way, for those of us that live in Ohio, uh, what they're asking for is, is essentially what Ohio has had for decades. So if you vote absentee, you got to give them the last four digits of your social security, or you got to give them your driver's license ID number. Big deal. I mean, come on, you got to have these things anyway, just to exist in normal life. Uh, I don't see this as suppressing the vote. Uh, what was interesting is um, Senator McConnell, who only comes out of his shell to see his shadow once a year, I think, he actually had a rare public display of common sense. Secondly, uh, Notice that the uh, the Democrat minority in the Kentucky 
in the, in the Texas legislature is up here today, and I think it's uh, quite interesting to see the Democratic majority in the Senate concerned about minority rights in the state Senate in Texas. I guess if you live long enough, you'll see almost anything around here. Yeah. So they're trying to end the filibuster at the federal level. The Democrats are, the communists. Um, but, but yet they're praising the fact that, you know, they were able to, the minority in the Texas House was able to stop the process by leaving. So on one hand, it's okay for the state legislatures to, to abandon their job, but, you know, we're going to get rid of something that's been around for 200 years in the, in the Senate because we don't like it. Uh, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. It's, it's, it's preying on the fact that people are not watching what they're doing. That's the only thing I can think of. So finally, and, and probably most importantly, the whole reason why I'm talking to you right now is um, by far the biggest threat to America today is what's going on at the federal level to suppress all forms of free speech, free discussion, and discussion of the topics of the day. Um, here's Jen Psaki, um, propaganda chief, explaining what they're now doing to posts on Facebook. Uh, with these social media platforms uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. Flagging problematic posts. So you mean like the fact for a year you would get erased if you suggested that the Wuhan flu came from the Wuhan lab? You know, like that? That's now accepted as being the most probable origin of the COVID-19 virus? For a year you suppressed all of that on Facebook and now suddenly it's true? They are now admitting that they are looking at everyone's Facebook posts and they are flagging ones they don't like and they are telling Facebook to take action. Now, they probably haven't told them specifically what to do because that would be an obvious form of government overreach. So clearly, this is no longer a public company doing what they want. They are being told what to do by the government, which is called fascism. Um, and it also negates their protection meaning Facebook's protection as a public, a private company. The fact that they're working on behalf of the government makes them a government organization. Uh, the Surgeon General has released a report, and in that report, quote, it is asking for clear consequences for users who are branded as misinformation super spreaders. So anyone who said that the Wuhan flu came from the Wuhan lab, you were a misinformation super spreader 12 months ago. Now you're just telling the truth. But but a year ago, you were an information misinformation super spreader. And now, as part of that same report, it mentions that they will be monitoring SMS messages and flagging them as well. So they are now admitting to tracking your text message content. If you are not scared for the future of this country, you're not paying attention. This is unbelievable in that they are now reaching into your personal phone, flagging your messages. 
They are suppressing anything they don't agree with on any platform, period. So how much longer are we going to be allowed to do podcasting where we talk about these issues? Because clearly, we're not supporting what they're doing. We are in North Korea territory here. We've gone past China even. It's absolutely crazy what they're doing now to suppress well over 50% of the country. And if you want to buy the output of the election, they're suppressing, you know, 48% of the country with what they're doing. Clearly, they don't have the enormous majority they think they have. They're relying on you and me being quiet and doing what we're told. We can't do that, people. We can't. It is beyond time to speak out, show up, and stand for freedom. And I hope you join us when we return. I'll, I'll probably do another one of these if, if things continue to be as crazy as what's going on right now. I urge you to, to keep in touch with your, your neighbors, your friends, your family. Bring up these topics. Suggest to them that they get involved. It is time. So thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you all uh, are having a great time on the summer. But you know, come fall, it's time to get to work, people. And I hope you'll join us. Thank you.